we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it defeats the water. whole purpose. Really I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more water. more water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right. And your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. Right. Mm -hmm. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy, I was nauseous, I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every there. day, seriously, start really, your day, what it is. It's like start really, your day really have with to. cardio miracle, go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. an additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right, so uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com promo code. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. 
I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Listen to the same damn message that they give Tell me how to feel, tell me what's wrong I tried to call, pick up the phone pick I'm up. on my own, everybody says you coming back to man Why the hell's it taking so long? Why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? Why does everybody try to profit off another man's work Then destroy it just for monetary gain? Tell me all you black or all you white I don't even really care, I just really want to know what's right They've been saying one thing, but I've been looking in the book And it seems like they've been lying for my whole damn life Tell me where I'm going is it heaven or hell? I just hope this message greets you well. Had a dream that I was walking with the devil. Don't remember how it feels, but I swear that I remember the smell. Looked me right into my eye and told me everything I wanted could be mine if I gave up and decided to sell. But I said I'd rather die than get mine. Now I'm here. No fear, one man with a story to tell. Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I fucked up and repeated it. When they set the bar and I exceeded it. My life is like a book that they've been judging by a cover, but I've never took the time to fucking read the shit. I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer, so I guess you didn't believe in it. I remember sitting with a gun to my head trying to ask you for some I don't want religion, I need that spirituality I don't want a church, I need people to call a family I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner Just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy I don't want to read it in the book, I want to hear it from you Don't want to learn it in my school because they hiding the truth Don't want to talk about it to another fucking human being And that's the only reason that I even step in this booth Dear God How do I take this darkness and turn it into light? 
How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids he will fucking molest. There he to fear you but you ain't said shit so maybe it's you who actually fears me i don't know the answer i just want to see it clearly so many lies and a thousand different theories all i want to know is who really made religion because i know it wasn't you but don't nobody believe me no more lies no more death bring back king bring back x please dear god let their soul rest protect who's left and watch their steps dear god i don't want to have to ask you again i just hope that you know that i'm still a believer so i'll end this all by saying amen Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today? Sorry I'm late. Woke up to broken glass all over the kitchen floor. Actually, Mick woke up to broken glass all over the kitchen floor, and he woke me up and he said, why is there broken glass all over the floor? I said, I don't know. I've been asleep. Apparently, one of the children, and I could see there's a glass missing from the dishwasher that they did not empty after they broke the glass. One of the children must have got themselves something to drink last night and Dropped a glass, it happens. And uh, they cleaned most of it up, up, but not all of it. Sorry, the duck's looking at me through the window. <laughs> but uh, so I had to get up and take care of that. Of course, I got up later than normal because the children are off of school today because of weather. It's like every year down here, they come up with an excuse for the kids to have a snow day because we don't have snow. I can think they're jealous of up north, right? Up north, they pad snow days onto the calendar so that the kids always get, uh, you know, so they don't have to stay until June or July, rather. I think I graduated high school like June 20th because we had so many snow days. But anyway, so I apologize that I was late this morning, but with dogs running around the house, can't have broken glass on the floor. There's priorities. That's what happens. Anyway. But I do want to address something. This might not be my normal address in the mornings. Maybe. Well, I, uh, you know, I, the only, I don't do a whole lot of original tweets on Twitter, X, whatever. Right. I'll repost a lot of people. Um, of course, I post out the show. But generally, I respond to people. I do a lot of replies to other people on Twitter. <coughs> so, Dr. Sunil the Hond said, a message to all my patients who I told the following to for years, up until I was enlightened, awakened, 
Number one, cut back on saturated fat. Number two, use margarine instead of butter. Number three, get extra protein from supplement drinks, usually filled with chemicals. Number four, drink orange juice when you are sick. It's just sugar. Number five, visit doctors regularly to stay healthy. He says, I am sorry. I was the victim of fake science medical school indoctrination under the influence of big corporate interests. I promised to do better for the rest of my career and never trust any recommendation from authorities without doing my own research. And my response, just because you all know me. I said, I'm so glad I never listened to docs. I listened to my grandma. Keep a coffee can full of bacon fat next to the stove and use it. Save your animal fats and use them too. Always drink whole milk, use real butter, eat all the egg, don't eat anything out of a box or that you can't pronounce. Grow as much of your own food as possible, make friends with your local butcher, and always cook from scratch. I preach this to y'all all the time. Freedom Gardens. And it just seems so simple. Seems so basic. And that so far has 48,000 views, 582 likes, 24 bookmarks, 71 reposts, and four quote posts. So I'm, apparently... It's not so common sense. It's not such common sense. But there's one particular response to my comment that I really need to address. You know, a lot of people went, we went back and forth and all very nice, respectful, and it's great interactions. Um, you know, about bacon fat, full of nitrates. It is when you buy it from the store, make your own bacon. That, of course, inspired an idea for our Freedom Gardens. We're going to learn how to make bacon here soon. <coughs> um, from uh, Pork Belly. <laughs> you know, someone else, this, that, and the other. Going back, distilled water. Um, oh, someone said kind of like a century ago, everybody a century ago. Kind of like everybody a century ago. I said, well, my grandma was born in 1929, so yeah, exactly like that. Because barring traumatic accidents, they were much healthier a century ago. And a lot of people have responded with their own personal experience. Um, someone said, within the last year, I shifted to more of this and it's been great. My mom tells stories about the pork chops in lard they used to get so excited about. Food was so flavorful and satiating and schools had real kitchens and cooked real lunches. Sounds almost unbelievable. You remember the lunch ladies at school? They were pretty good. Someone else said, my mantra is, if it's made from a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, avoid it, like a factory. Cook with bacon all the time. This guy said, "My this is my life in the Philippines. I know where all my food comes from and nothing comes from a box. Most of it from the neighbors or the mountain aboriginal people. Make my own bacon and ham and bread. Eggs are orange from real chickens roaming around. Fresh ocean fish and rice. Right. That got a lot of views and a lot of likes. But this is the one that I particularly want to address. Angie said, great tips, but what do you do if you're too depressed to do that shit? Then what? I can't even boil water for mac and cheese, let alone cook something from scratch. I'm sorry for you, Angie. But first off, I'm going to address you to address this directly. What do you do if you're too depressed to get out of bed? 
Well, first, you change your mindset. Physical depression is primarily a result of poor nutrition and a lack of vitamins and minerals. I'm not kidding. That's where it starts. Mental depression is a state of mind. Seriously, you are the only one in control of your own emotions. No one else can control your emotions. If you're asking, what do you do? If you're too depressed to get out of bed, get your ass out of bed. Get up, get moving, do something, get some energy until you actually have, you feel like you have the energy to do it. Fake it until you make it. But laying in bed wallowing does not make your depression any better ever. Only you can get past that. Go outside. Go out in the sun. Vitamin D, a lack of vitamin D, is a significant cause of depression. Go out in the sun without sunglasses. Try and go dig in the dirt. Or if you have a natural water source nearby, go put your feet in the water. Let the water run over you. It will literally wash your depression away. Spiritual depression is a lack of God. Why does that water wash your depression away? Because it connects you back to God. Why are you so depressed that you can't get out of bed? Because you don't feel like you have a path. Find one. It's right there in front of you. God has laid it out for you. All you have to do is open your ears to hear what he has, what he's telling you. He's screaming at you. God is screaming at you. Get out of bed. You have work to do. So if you feel like you are so depressed that you can't even get up and boil water to make macaroni and cheese and it damn well better not be out of a fucking box because that is just processed shit and it's going to make your depression worse. What you should do is get up and eat some homemade bacon or a salad, a piece of fruit, not coated with a peel, preferably something you got from a farmer's market or for a tree from a tree outside. Depending on where you live, go pick some apples or some citrus right now. We've got that going on. We're going to need to get it off the trees before the polar vortex hits in 10 days. <coughs> you are the only one that control your state of mind. Honestly, people, I can tell you 100% for sure that I have not been depressed since I found God. Even when Justin killed himself, 
I was devastated. I was heartbroken. It will bring me back to the verge of tears at any given moment, but I'm not depressed. It's different. We've all lost friends and family, and we're going to lose a lot more. The world is going to shit around us. But if you wallow in your misery, you're going to die. So, as Liana said, put on your big girl panties, stop wallowing in self-pity. Get up and eat a real nutritious food, something good, and go outside and do it. Read the Bible. I'll go to church. That's the last thing I'd say to do on my list. But if you, if you have some place that's not full of demons... Yes, having a victim mentality creates a victim. Stop being a victim. You are making yourself a victim. My best friend, y'all know Heather. She was down with a severe jab injury. Couldn't even get out of bed. Could not physically get out of bed for two to three days at a time. A year ago. For three to four, I mean, literally almost the entire month. And now, she could have died, honestly, if she'd stayed in bed and wallowed. But she didn't. She got up. I saw what was wrong with her, and I said, let's fix this. We figured out what to do. We figured it out. We fixed it with nutrition. And some with God. Don't be depressed. That's it. No one else is going to love you if you don't love yourself. Love yourself. You can't truly love yourself until you know what love is. You can't truly know what love is until you love God. Love God. God is within you. When you love God, you love yourself. See how that works? Then you're not depressed anymore. So I hope that helps. Now, um, we are back to the uh, Brother Matt. The word that was, this is the word that was given to him. October 19th is the next in the series or so. Liana, it's 70 degrees here today. I just want to, I like, I'm literally sitting here in a t-shirt with my windows open. Nothing's too cold to be buried in the yard right now. It's going to go down to like, I don't know, 40 or something. And the, when the polar vortex hit next, hits next week, then it may be zero. 
But right now it's 70. Or it will be this afternoon. Big difference in one state. Just saying. Anyway, here's uh, Brother Matt from October 19th. Again, I've not heard this one. Um, so let's see what he has to say. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message that I'm going to read to you today is from October 19th, 2023, from this morning, early this morning. And uh, during this message the Lord gave me, there was also uh, some kind of vision components that I'll share also as I read. And then I'm also going to share at the end about uh, kind of an interesting, maybe highly symbolic dream that the Lord gave me uh, as well. So uh, if you're new to this channel, uh, welcome. Great, grateful that you're here. I pray that you would uh, have a look at the other videos on this channel and see the other messages that the Lord has been giving me, which I've been sharing here. Um, as always, I'm grateful for all of you that have subscribed, and I know we've had several new subscribers over the last few days, so I'm grateful for all of you, and uh, grateful again for, for the community that has grown up uh, here on this channel. If you have prayer requests, I encourage you to put them into the comments. I will pray. I know other people on this channel will pray for you. So if you have prayer requests, please put them in the comments so that we can pray. Uh, as always, as you feel led, please share this message with other people and help to uh, get the word out, uh, these things that the Lord is sharing with us. Um, so having said all that, I'm going to go ahead and read what it says for October 19th. If you're new here, I just read the words the Lord gave me, the way that he gave them to me and uh, don't really add any of my own interpretation or explanation to it, uh, but just what the Lord gave me. So here we go, October 19th, 2023. I, the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, he who holds the kingdoms in his hand, I am the Alpha, the Omega, he who knows the end from the beginning. I, the Lord, will speak. Therefore, Listen to me, you who are wise. I am coming soon. Watch, therefore, and prepare yourself for the day of my appointment. Repent and return, O peoples of the earth, while there is yet time. Many things I have spoken to you, things which are and things which are yet to be. But now I will tell you a new thing. That which was hidden will soon be revealed. The scroll will be open and all things will soon be laid bare. There is nothing that is hidden which will not be revealed. For the light of my gaze reveals every hidden thing. Those who conspire against me and against my people shall not hide themselves from the light of my gaze. For I have seen all the hidden intentions of man and the depths of their wickedness is known to me. I will avenge I will repay, says the Lord. I am the avenger of blood, the chain breaker, he who leads the captives forth.
to freedom. So at this point, I began to see a vision of a scroll, a large scroll that was being unfurled, rolled out uh, in front of me. And the scroll was empty. There was nothing written on it. And then as I was looking at it, I started to see words begin to form and to fill this scroll. It, it was a language that I couldn't really understand. So uh, after I saw this, then the Lord continued to speak this message. And this is uh, what the Lord said. Do not fear, though you see the nations rage, though they rise one against another. As I have said from long ago, this is but the beginning of birth pangs. The earth shudders. The earth itself will be shaken and moved on the day that I come. Oh, my children, you who long for me, you who long to see my face, endure only a little while longer. I will come as I said, but my work among you is not yet complete. The harvest is upon you. Happy is he who joins in the harvest of the end of the age. Though you are weary, soon you will enter my rest. Do not look back from the plow, but continue until the day, the glorious day, the day of my appointment, the day of justice. The turbulence of these days will increase and many nations will be torn asunder by it. Nations will rise against nations and nations will rise against themselves. Division will increase. Brother will rise against brother and countrymen against countrymen. Even among my church, factions will rise. But those who love the name and who long for my coming will not be overcome. Even now, I separate the wheat from the chaff and I clear out the dross from what is pure. I will refine you, O church. These are days of refining that you might be perfect, a bride well prepared for her husband. Therefore cling to me, O beloved, and you will not be moved, but you will be purified as through fire. So then I had another uh, kind of vision that I began to see. And in the vision, I was in a valley and I was kind of at the bottom of the valley looking up and, uh, you know, looking kind of towards the horizon or towards the sky. And all around me, all around the valley were these enormous piles of rubble and crushed stone and, and things like that. Like a, just a total, uh, an area of total and complete devastation. Uh, you know, and the, and the piles of stone were so piled so high that it was almost like they 
they blotted out the sky, blotted out the horizon. Great devastation. And I saw people slowly walking through the ruins of this devastation, picking, picking through them. And all of the people were weeping. They were devastated at what had become of their city. And as I saw it, I, I thought and, and just understood that these were a people under a curse. Um, and, then, uh, and then the Lord continued uh, and he said, this is the rage and wrath of man. It is the work of men's hands to devastate and to destroy. They seek to avenge themselves upon the earth. They do not wait for me. Lines now held will soon be broken. Declare these things I have given to you, O servant of the Lord. Declare them while time remains, while breath remains. The time is short and soon is the day. So that's the end of the message and, uh, and the visions the Lord gave me as a part of this. But as I went back to sleep, I had uh, this dream. And in the dream, there were a couple of parts of it, but it was all about snakes. Like I just had these continual encounters with snakes. And one part I was walking with a friend and we were in like a, like a terrarium, like a, like a gigantic covered uh terrarium of some kind with these enormous boulders and uh, you know all kinds of trees and things like that but there were snakes on the walls and there were enormous snakes on the ground and this was really uh, you know kind of the feeling of danger and uncomfortableness but then as the dream shifted I was at home with my uh, my oldest child and um, and I had a snake around my neck like a green this huge green snake wrapped around my neck, almost like a necklace. And I could feel, uh, you know, this, the weight of the snake and the coolness of the snake skin against my neck. And so I was talking to my daughter and I said, where is, where is the head? Because I, I was getting so anxious and so uncomfortable. I knew I had to get this snake off from around me. And, um, and so she told me where the head was and I kept thinking, you know, I'm going to have to reach up and I'm going to have to grab this snake by the head and pull it off of me so that it doesn't bite me. But I just couldn't, couldn't feel comfortable putting my hand up where the snake's head was. And so I'm walking around with this coiled snake around, around my neck and, and just the anxiety and the fear building. And so finally I just pulled it off and, and threw it off of me and the snake bit me and, you know, of course, then that's when I woke up. But a very a vivid and visceral dream, a very interesting dream. Um, you know, sometimes the Lord has given me like really, really vivid and highly symbolic dreams. And it, and it just struck me this morning that there's a lot of symbolism, uh, I think, tied in that dream. I, I know I've shared on the channel before about some of the spiritual warfare things that have, um, you know, that there have been things coming against us. And those things uh, continue to come against us. And, and I know many of you are experiencing uh, different forms of, of warfare as well. But, um, but let's remember uh, who crushes the head of the serpent, right, brothers and sisters, right? The, the enemy is a defeated enemy. His authority has been crushed. And, and now all he can do is strike the heel, right? The, the sting of death, for those of us who are in Jesus Christ, the sting of death has been removed. 
And so all he can do is strike the heel. And so he comes against us and he tries to do us damage, but ultimately the victory has been won in Jesus Christ. And so we can have confidence in that. So thank you for uh, watching this video. And uh, I will uh, be back uh, tomorrow to continue probably the Pentecost series, unless the Lord gives me something else to share in the meantime. So uh, blessings on all of you. And uh, I'll see you in the comments, if not, uh, if, if I don't see you in the air. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Brother Matt. A lot of people have been experiencing both crazy dreams and spiritual warfare. A lot of people, a lot of us. So of course, let's pray. Thank you, God, for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your unveiling as it is nigh. Thank you for this rainy day. I do love a good warm rainy day. Forces me to stay in the house for a day and do stuff inside. even for keeping my children home so I can get them to work with me. Yeah, right. Dear God, we ask that you please watch over our brothers and sisters across the country who are experiencing some extreme weather right now. We ask that you keep them safe and warm. We ask that you help them get out of bed and give them the energy they need to do things inside to prepare for your unveiling. I thank you, God, for our animals who show us what it is to live for you, who teach us about unconditional love and courage. I just watched the ducks get in the gator pond again. And ingenuity. I had half the flock out of the fence yesterday. I had to refix that. Thank you for our children. whose innocence and curiosity constantly remind us of what we're fighting for. Thank you for our friends and family. God, we ask you to please soften the hearts of those that we really want to join us on our path. God, ask So please keep your brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters, your chosen children, and specifically your vessels, 
safe from these demonic spiritual attacks that we're constantly under. Please give us strength and protection and discernment to be able to separate the lies from the truth and the courage to speak that truth, your truth, regardless of ridicule, I don't care. Thank you, God, for sending us your messengers, for giving us ears to hear your words, eyes to see your signs, and the courage and strength to follow the path that you've set out for us. It does usually mean a full life change. Be strong. Stand on your rock of faith. Follow your path. Most of all, God, thank you for life. Every single day, thank you for life. So, <coughs> excuse me, we're already going late. I haven't even started reading the Bible yet, so. <coughs> so, yeah, Liana, I guess you're going to have to semi-cast the end of this. And then uh, I will be, after this, broadcasting Liana's show. I just got to get, get it set up, so. The second book of Kings, chapter 9. And Elisha the prophet called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Gird up thy loins and take this box of oil in thine hand and go to Ramath Gilead. And when thou comest thither, look out where Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him arise up from his brethren and carry him to an inner chamber. Then take the box of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then open the door and flee, tarry not. So the young man, even the young man, the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. And when he came, behold, the captain of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all of us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house. And he poured the oil on his head, and he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of the Lord. Even over Israel. And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, 
and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. And the dogs shall eat Jezebel in the portion of Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. And then Jehu came forth to the servants of his Lord. And one said unto him, Is all well? Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee? And he said unto them, Ye know the man and his communication. And they said, It is false. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and thus spake he to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then they hasted and took every man his garment and put it under him on top of the stairs and blew with trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Jeram. Now Jeram kept, had kept Ramoth Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Hazael, king of Syria. But King Jeram was returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him when he fought with Hazael, king of Syria. And Jehu said, if it be your minds, then let none go forth nor escape out of the city to go tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Jeram lay there. And Ahaziah, king of Judah, was come down to see Jeram. And there stood a watchman on the tower in Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came. And he said, I see a company. And Jeram said, Take an horseman and send to meet them. And let him say, is it peace? So there went one on horseback to meet him and said, thus saith the king, is it peace? And Jehu said, what hast thou to do with peace? Turn them behind me. And the watchman told saying, the messenger came to them, but he cometh not again. And he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, thus saith the king, is it peace? And Jehu answered, what hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he driveth furiously. And Jeram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. And Jeram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot. And they went out against Jehu, and they met him in the portion of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And it came to pass when Jeram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace, so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? And Jeram turned his hands and fled and said to Ahaziah, There is treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu drove drew a bow with his full strength and smote Jehoram between his arms and the arrow went out at his heart and he sunk down in his chariot. Then said Jehu to Bidkar his captain, take up and cast him in the portion of the field of Naboth the Jezreelite. For remember how that when I and thou rode together after Ahab his father, the Lord laid this burden upon him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, saith the Lord, and I will requite thee in this plat, saith the Lord. Now therefore take and cast him into the plat of ground, according to the word of the Lord. But when Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. And Jehu followed after him and said, Smite him also in the chariot. 
And they did so at the going up to Gur, which is by Iblium. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. And his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in a sepulcher with his fathers in the city of David. And in the 11th year of Joram, the son of Ahab, began Ahaziah to reign over Judah. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face and tired her head and looked out at a window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace who slew his master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three Inuks. And he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down. And some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. And he trod her underfoot. And when she was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go, see now this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hand. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field and the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. Chapter 10. And Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria. And Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria unto the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders, and to them that brought up Ahab's children, saying, Now as soon as this letter cometh to you, seeing your sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, a fenced city also, and armor, look even out at the best and meetest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, two kings stood not before him. How then shall we stand? And he that was over the house, and he that was over the city, the elders also, and the bringers up of the children, sent to Jehu, saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any king. Do thou which is good in thine eyes. Then he wrote a letter a second time to them, saying, If ye be mine, and if ye will hearken unto my voice, take ye the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me in Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's sons, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city which brought them up. And it came to pass, when the letter came to them, that they took the king's sons and slew seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets, and sent them to Jezreel. And And there came a messenger, and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, Lay them in two heaps at the entering in of the gate until the morning. And it came to pass in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, Ye be righteous. Behold, 
I conspired against my master and slew him. But who slew all these? Know now that there shall fall onto the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spake concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord hath done that which he spake by his servant Elijah. So Jehu slew all that remained of the house of Ahab and Jezreel, and all his great men, and his king folks, and his priests, until he left none remaining. And he arose and departed and came to Samaria. And as he was there at the shearing house in the way, Jehu met with the brethren of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and said, Who are ye? And they answered, We are the brethren of Ahaziah, and we go down to salute the children of the king and the children of the queen. And he said, Take them alive. And they took them alive and slew them at the pit of the shearing house, even two and forty men, neither he, neither left he any of them. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him and said to him, Is thy heart right as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab, Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand and he took him up into the chariot and he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria till he had destroyed him according to the saying of the Lord, which he spake to Elijah. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little but Jehu shall serve him much. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety, to the intent that he might destroy the worshipers of Baal. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. And they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search, and look that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering, the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and slay them. Let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword. And the guard and the captains cast them out and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. Thus, Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. 
Howbeit from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, Jahu departed not from after them, to wit, the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. And the Lord said unto Jahu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in mine heart, thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart, for he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. In those days the Lord began to cut Israel short, and Hazael smote them in all the coasts of Israel, from Jordan eastward, all the lands of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Oriar, which is by the river Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehohahaz, his son, reigned in his stead. And at the time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria was twenty and eight years. <clears throat> and that concludes chapter 10 of the second books of Kings. We will start with chapter 11 tomorrow. So, Lyanna is coming up next. Go check her out on Rumble, pilled.net, or right here on the Patriot Party Podcast channel. It's coming up in about 10 minutes on my end. And then, uh, of course, Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show, provided that we have power and internet. If we don't, I will put it out on X and Telegram. But hopefully... We'll be back tonight. So, uh, of course, 545, 15 minutes of music, 6 p.m. for the start of the show. If you're not in by 610, you're missing out on content. And there's a lot of it. So until then, I hope the Lord keeps you all safe and secure in the shadow of his wing until his return. Thank you all for watching, and I will see you on the flip side. Have a great day. Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today? It's, uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday, isn't it? I think it's Wednesday. Pretty sure. Hard to tell. Hmm. Ben. Got that crud. That's going around that I had over the holidays. Oh, yeah. I was actually just going back and editing all of the videos over the last, trying to get caught up to get the audio dropped on Podbean, yada, yada. You know, I take these and I put them together either in two or three episodes. So it's 
if you're listening on the audio, it runs together a little more smoothly, I hope. And I went back and edited the ones I did over Christmas, and I was like, man, I was really sick. I looked terrible. I mean, I did do this having just gotten out of bed, but um, still, I was really sick. And a lot of people are. I always seem to be patient zero for every big thing that comes around. But I think what's happening now, you know, they're saying the emergency rooms are overrun. They're not saying that on the news. We're hearing that from like nurses on the ground, that kind of thing. They're not ramping it up on the news like they were COVID and RSV. No, no. This one's a quiet killer. And I think what happens is, and this is just my theory. Again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not dispensing medical advice. I'm just telling you my theory. I think what happens on this one is the unjabbed get this crud. And it's rough. You ride it, you know, rides you hard for about a, a week solid. All you do is sleep. Ivermectin, Fenben doesn't seem to do anything for it. We had luck with Bissy Tea, herbs, elderberry syrup, um, bromelain, pi basically pineapple, lemon, ginger root, turmeric. Ben, I sent you the recipe and uh, on your ex, check your DMs. But nothing else seems to work. But I think that the unjabbed get over it pretty quickly in a week or so. Silver, yes. I actually just ordered some silver lozenges. Um, but the jabbed, whose immune systems are compromised, they're filling up with fluid, literally. Lungs, heart, legs, all the extremities, they're swollen all over inflammation. Inflammation's the worst. And now we have these extreme weather events being released on us as well. If you think this isn't all planned, remember what Uriel said that they will use, they will create things to unleash on us and say that they're from God. And they'll claim credit for the things that actually are from God. So again, everything that's on the news media is generally a lie. Like the exact opposite of the truth. So I pray for everybody that's dealing with this crud right now, because it's a rough one. And uh, a lot of people are under attack mentally, physically, and spiritually even the vessels. I got this message from Uriel's vessel that he actually asked me to share with you directly. Normally, I kind of 
determine what to put out and whatnot. Generally, I put out the messages directly from that are from Muriel, but the ones from his vessel, I may put out or not. So, but he asked me to put this out. He said, I hear Uriel knock, and when I answer, no one is there. I look for him and find myself alone. I'm standing all alone in a large field, like a baseball or football field after the game. Thousands of empty seats around me and nothing but a little dust and a gentle breeze. The devil interferes in every aspect. I can't talk to my angel. I can't process thoughts. And even when I pray, my mind is distracted. Moloch knows he can't consume me, so he's trying to take away everything I hold dear to me. I don't allow him to curse me or change my love and faith, but that doesn't mean he won't use every tool to try and break in. I am strong. I'm committed, and I won't lose this terrible, epic, disastrous battle. I only fear that someone else will take on this battle. It is so important to have friends like you. It is so important to build your rock foundation before the attack occurs. And even then, it will be more difficult than anything you've ever dreamed about. Please know that God loves you. And Jesus begs of you to ask him to assist in carrying your burden for his love is beyond any measure. Be strong. Then he said, I would like for you to share this message from me in hopes it will encourage others in their potential battles. Thank you. As always, remember to love. <clears throat> A lot of people are battling. You know, I, uh, I tend to protect my mind spiritually. I learned how to shield a very long time ago. So, and I've been teaching him how to shield a little bit. Teaching my child, both my children actually. Because you control yourself, you control your mind. However, sometimes, when I'm listening to something, like I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to an interview, new information, something like that. And I'll know it's really important. And then all of a sudden, it's like 10 minutes have passed. My thoughts went somewhere else, which is rare, right? When I know something's important and I focus on it, then you can't distract me from it. But sometimes something can. So I'll focus on, I'll, I'll literally go back. I will rewind to the last place that I remembered in the interview to listen to it again and firm up my shields, as it were. Remember, when the good things can get in, the bad things can too. You have to let your shields down a bit to talk to anything that's not of this particular reality. But when you do that, 
all of a sudden, it's like he got a great big neon sign saying, hey, this one can hear me. And there may be things trying to influence you that you don't want. So be careful. It is so important to build your rock of faith, to be based in God, in Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. The most important thing. You have to have faith. So, last night when I set the show up, I had pulled up a pulled up the next message in the series from Brother Matt. But something told me this morning to check again, and there was a message that we missed from January sixth. Normally, when we miss these, we I kind of skip over it and wait for it to come back in. Secession, but this one, and I have not listened to it as of yet, but we're going to together. Something's telling me that we should listen to this one now. So there we go. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message that I'm going to share today is from January 6th, 2024. So just early this morning. Um, if you're new to this channel, I strongly encourage you to check out the other videos that I've posted um, to, so you can see um, the things the Lord has been giving me to share, to declare. Uh, what I do here is I just read the message that the Lord gave me uh, just the way that it is. I don't add anything to it, any explanation or analysis or interpretation. I, I uh, will trust the Holy Spirit to help you to discern and help you to judge uh, how you should receive uh, these words. Um, for my part, I think um, my role is just to to declare and, and give to you what was given to me. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, if you are new, though, I encourage you to check out the other videos and, and maybe to consider subscribing so you'll be notified when there's new videos. Uh, for everybody else who's uh, been in this community for a while, I'm grateful for all of you. It's been good to uh, hear from many of you this week. Some of you I hadn't heard from in a long time, so I was grateful to reconnect and, and hear uh, from many of you guys. Um, also, uh, just grateful for the continued sort of spirit of prayerfulness that continues in this group. If you do have prayer requests, please feel free to put them in the comments section so that I and so that others can pray for you. And if you scroll through the comments and you see prayer requests from people, take a moment and pray for them. And then maybe give a like or give a statement just to let them know that you're praying for them. So having said all of that, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. January 6th, 2024. This is what it says. The Lord is here. I am that I am. I am he who was and who is and who is to come. I am he spoken of by the prophets, attested to by miracles and signs. He who is called the everlasting father, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the maker of heaven and earth. He who is called Emmanuel, the God who is with you. He who never leaves, 
he who never forsakes that which is his own, the one on whom all authority rests. He who made the stars, he who set the greater and the lesser lights in their place, he who set their paths, he who sustains all things, the one who is the source of all things, he who is called the all in all, he who makes something out of nothing, I am he, I am the Lord, your hope and your salvation. He who was born of the virgin, he who took on flesh that he might redeem all flesh, he who suffered on the cross, he who was buried, he who arose, he who is coming soon, I am he who speaks to you. I, the Lord, am here. The one to whom all praise is due, the one upon whom all glory rests, the Holy One of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he who was from the beginning, he who sits on the throne, he who is worthy to open the scroll, the Lamb of God, I am he. Therefore, listen and heed my words, all you servants of the Lord, those on whom his glory rests. I know you are weary, O my children. I know how you long to enter my rest. I have prepared a place for you. Soon will I gather that which is mine. Soon your faith, which is more precious than silver, shall be made sight. Wait for me, only a little while longer. Do not lose heart. Remember on whom your hope rests. I am the trustworthy one. I am the faithful one. I will do just as I have said. I will not forsake that which is mine. Endure, endure, O my beloved. Stand firm until the day, for the day approaches. At this point, I uh, had a vision, uh, and I saw this man. He's not a man that I know. Uh, he was black-haired and sort of balding, dark. He had dark eyes and a dark complexion. He is a person of authority, a ruler, and I I see him dressed in different sorts of clothes, a suit, and then also something like robes, like, um, like kingly robes. And he has a staff in his hand and the staff is uh, a reed, a reed staff. And then I see him sitting on a throne and um, he's in this, was in this room that seemed like it was maybe like a palace or something. Um, and it had uh, 
stone uh, like uh, stone walls and a and a stone ceiling you know it looked very kind of old and um, maybe like a castle sort of a feeling um, and the floor uh, was very ornate and then I see um, that sometimes when this man speaks I could see uh, I could see a finger um, with a long pointed nail and the nail pokes this man in the back of the head and it's like the nail is dug into his head in the back and when the finger would move the man's mouth would move and he would speak kind of like a like a puppet I guess and so um after I saw this, as I was seeing this, then the Lord began to speak again, and this is what the Lord said. He is imbued with the power of the dragon, and with the voice of the dragon, he speaks. He is the one to be revealed. He is the one who is now restrained. But soon I will remove the restraint. And this one shall take his place in the field he will speak with great authority. He will reveal mysteries and secrets that have been hidden. They will look on him with great admiration. He is a man of great pride, but he pretends at humility. So then I saw the man again, and this time it was a scene as if he was coming out of a a tunnel, um, kind of like uh, in, I mean, again, it, it made me think of a castle that has sort of like arched, um, arched gates or arched um, covered walkways. And he was coming out of this arched space, this tunnel or whatever. And there was a great crowd that was waiting for him in a courtyard. So he's coming out of this arched tunnel into this courtyard where there was this huge crowd of people and the crowd was cheering for him. And some people had signs in their hands that seemed to be signs showing some sort of support for him. And so the crowd was cheering. And, um, and so then the Lord continued, and this is what the Lord said. He is waiting in the wings, even now, waiting to emerge upon the stage, waiting for his time to come. Worship the Lord and bless his name. Blessed are those who long for the day, for they shall be satisfied. These are days of great deception, but I would not have you be deceived, O my people. Remember what I said to you. If they say, he is in the inner courts, do not go in. If they say, he is in the outer courtyard. Do not follow, for I have told you where to look for me. For behold, I will come just as I went. Behold, I am coming on the clouds, and my host is with me. Look for me and for my appearing. It will be as I have said. I will come in a flash. And in the twinkling of an eye, you shall be changed. Behold, the old 
is passing away, that the new might come. Arise. Arise, O church, for your shepherd is calling you home. I will gather the sheep of my pasture to bring them to where I am. I will not lose any that are mine, for my hand is not too far to save, and there is no place that my own can be hidden from me. Wait, listen for the call, come home. So here there was another vision. This was like a really long thing the Lord gave me last night. Um, and in this vision, this image, I saw this valley. I've seen this valley many times before. This just immense, uh, immense valley um, with kind of towering mountains on, on a bunch of sides. And so I saw this valley again, and then I could see the shape of a shepherd standing um, before me somewhere. And um, he had a bell in his hand. And he would shake the bell. And as he was shaking the bell, it was intended to call his flock back home. And then the Lord continued. Do not waver, O my people. I will not be slack concerning my promises. I remember all my oaths and my covenant with you. I am the faithful one. I am he who is faithful even when you are unfaithful. Some of you have strayed far from me. You have wandered far. But even you who wander, still my eye is upon you. And to you, O wanderer, I say, come home. Come home. Hear your master's voice, for I am calling to you this day. Come home. Return to me, your first love. Turn from your ways, though they seem right to you. This way leads only to destruction. I am he who makes the path straight. I am he who raises a highway in the desert. I am he who leads you through the waters on dry ground. I am he who leads forth a host of captives. I am he who breaks the chains of your bondage. I am he who releases the slave, who restores the son to his father's table, who reconciles that which is broken. Though your enemy gathers around you, though he sharpens his knife and fits his arrows to assault you, he will not prevail and all his schemes shall be consumed by fire. For I will show you the trap and the snare for your feet. Behold, I am your shield. I am your banner. 
I am he who overcomes. I am the victorious one, the conqueror, the one who never fails. Even as your enemy seeks to encircle you, all his schemes will come to ruin and his efforts against you shall fail. For I am he who holds you in my hand and none can take you out of my hand. Therefore, do not fear, only stand firm. Even in the face of your enemy, do not shrink back. Lift up your head, look to the horizon and see the salvation of the Lord has come. When the day comes, there will be no doubt. There will be no confusion. There will be no fear. Even now, the day is rushing toward you. You are being propelled towards that coming day. But even so, while you remain, remember what has been entrusted to you. Be faithful, O stewards of my mysteries. Even at this late hour, there is harvest to be brought in. But where are the workers for the harvest? Raise up, raise up, O harvesters of the Lord. The fields are white even now. Finish the work. I, the Lord, the holy and unyielding one, I have spoken. Listen and heed this word, you who are wise. Behold, I am coming soon. Look for me. Look for my day. Watch and prepare. So, brothers and sisters, that is the word uh, that the Lord gave for January 6, 2024. Um, I'm grateful as always to be with you and to have a chance to share this with you. I pray the Lord will give you wisdom and discernment how you should receive it, how you should respond to it. Um, I'll look forward to being with you guys again, uh, whenever that is. May the Lord bless you and watch over you. See you next time. Welcome to the Thank you, Brother Matt. Now I know why we had to listen to that. Do you know? Have you heard the bell? You ever been woken up in the middle of the night by the most pure sound you've ever heard? The bell calling his children home, calling his chosen. And now it's time to finish our work. Very interesting. So let's pray. Dear God, Please watch over all of those that are sick right now. Help them heal.
be stronger. No, Lindsay, I don't think you have to only be sleeping to hear the bell. And you may also hear your name. God is literally call, calling you his chosen. So, dear God, we thank you for giving us ears to hear and eyes to see. We pray that you also give us the discernment to be able to sift the truth out of the lies and help spread that truth to bring your word to those who whose hearts you've softened. We pray that you soften the hearts of those stubborn, stiff-necked, intractable people that we want in the kingdom with us. God, we pray for strength the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your return, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We ask for strength. We pray for the safety of your chosen who are under attack by those demons who are trying to do everything they can to prevent us from bringing those people back to you. Dear God, please give us that strength. Please give us that protection. Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, please protect us as we fight these demons on your behalf, as your army your chosen army. We know the time is nigh. The pestilence is here. The sword is soon to follow. The morning has already begun. God, please protect us in these insane, turbulent times. and in what's to come. Thank you for our children whose innocence and love remind us of what we're fighting for. Thank you for our animals who show us what it is to love unconditionally, how to make friends, from watching the ducks play with a white egret in the pond. As long as I don't try playing with the gator, we're good. Thank you for my husband. Thank you most for life. 
every single day. Thank you for life. So. That's we got here. If you remember, we're in the second book of Kings from yesterday. Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. But, and once again, he didn't keep his commandments. So, the second book of Kings, chapter 11. And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. But Jehosheba, the, king, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her, hid in the house of the Lord six years. And Athaliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year, Jehodiah sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds with the captains and the guard and brought them to him in the house of the Lord and made a covenant with them and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them saying, this is the thing ye shall do. A third part of you that enter in on the Sabbath shall even be keepers of the watch of the king's house. And a third part shall be at the gate of Sir, and a third part at the gate behind the guard. So shall you keep the watch of the house, that it not be broken down. And two parts of all you that go forth on the Sabbath, even they shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king. And ye shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hands, and he that cometh within the ranges, let him be slain. And be ye with the king as he goeth out and as he cometh in. And the captains over the hundreds did according to all the things that Jehodiah the priest commanded. And they took every man his men that were to come in on the Sabbath with them that should go out on the Sabbath and came to Jehodiah the priest. And to the captains over hundreds did the priests give King David spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. And the guard stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, round about the king, from the corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple, along by the altar in the temple. And he brought forth the king's son and put the crown upon him and gave him the testimony. And they made him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, God save the king. And when Athaliah heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she came to the people into the temple of the Lord. And when she looked, behold, the king stood by a pillar, as the manor was, and the princes and the trumpeters by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and blew with trumpets. And Athaliah rent her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! But Jehodiah the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the hosts, and said unto them, Have her forth without the ranges, and have him that followeth her kill with the sword. For the priest had said, Let her not be slain in the house of the Lord. And they laid hands on her, and she went by the way by the which the horses came into the king's house, and there she was slain. 
And Jehodiah made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they should be the Lord's people between the king also and the people. And all the people of the land went into the house of Baal and break it down, his altars and his images, break they in pieces thoroughly, and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. And he took the rulers over hundreds and the captains and the guard and all the people of the land. And they brought down the king from the house of the Lord and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the kings and all the people of the land rejoiced and the city was in quiet. And they slew Athaliah with the sword beside the king's house. Seven years old, Jehoash was when he began to reign. Chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign, and 40 years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that was right in the sight of the Lord all his days, wherein Jehodiah the priest instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. And Jehoash said to the priests, all the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord, even the money of every one that passeth the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that cometh into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair the breaches of the house, wheresoever any breach shall be found. But it was so that in the three and twentieth year of King Jehoash, the priests had not repaired the breaches of the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehodiah the priest and the other priests and said unto them, Why repair ye not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the priests consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. But Jehodiah, the priest, took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one cometh into the house of the Lord. And the priest that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And it was so when they saw that there was much money in the chest that the king's scribe and the high priest came up and they put up in bags and told the money that was found in the house of the Lord. And they gave the money being told into the hands of them that did the work that had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of the Lord and to masons and hewers of stone and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the house of the Lord. And for all that was laid out for the house to repair it, how be it there were not made for the house of the Lord bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver of the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen and repaired therewith the house of the Lord. Moreover, they reckoned not with the men into whose hands they delivered the money to be bestowed on workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of the Lord. It was the priests. Then Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. And Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. 
And Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the hollowed things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his father's kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own hollowed things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of the Lord and in the king's house, and sent it to Hazael, king of Syria. And he went away from Jerusalem, and the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did. Are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy and slew Joash in the house of Milo, which go forth down to Silla. For Josachar, the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servants smote him and he died, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. Chapter 13. And in the three and twentieth year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel and Samaria and reigned 17 years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord and followed the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, all their days. And Jehoahaz besought the Lord, and the Lord hearkened unto him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. And the Lord gave Israel a savior so that they went out from the under the hand of the Syrians. And the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before time. Nevertheless, they departed not from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin, but walked therein, and there remained the grove also in Samaria. Neither did he leave of the people of Jehoahaz, but fifty horsemen and ten chariots and ten thousand footmen. For the king of Syria had destroyed them and had made them like the dust by threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz and all that he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria, and Joash his son reigned in his stead. In the thirty and seventh year of Joash, the king of Judah began Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, to reign over Israel and Samaria and reigned 16 years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, but he walked therein. And the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, and his might wherewith he fought against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat upon his throne. And Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, Shoot. 
and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou have consumed them. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elisha died and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men. And they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. But Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. And the Lord was gracious unto them and had compassion on them and had respect unto them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, neither casts he them from his presence as yet. So Hazael, king of Syria, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, reigned in his stead. And Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again out of the hand of Ben-Hadad, the, the son of Hazel, the cities which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. Three times did Joash beat him and recovered the cities of Israel. All right. Finish there. For today, that is the end of chapter 13. We will pick up with chapter 14 tomorrow. Liana is coming up next, and we will be playing her show on here on the Patriot Party podcast channels as well. Uh, so go check that out. Coming up at 9.05. So as soon as we get out of here, Mick and I will be back tonight. 5.45 for the pre-show, 15 minutes of music, 6 p.m. for the start of the show. If you're not in by 6.15, you're missing out on content. So come check us out, Patriot Party Podcast tonight at 5.45. And of course, I will be back tomorrow morning for the good book. So I pray that God keeps you all safe, the protection of his wing, until he comes for us, which will be soon. So... Thanks for watching, y'all, and I'll see you on the flip side. Have a great day. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls One of God's servants Blade down, cut the grass Till we see the serpent One day I hope
Show stays on because of you. 